to another edition to the point podcast everybody's doing well on this tuesday as always you can follow the podcast on our social media channels apple Podcasts, spotify wherever you get your podcasts tuesday is normally a sneaky pete day uh, here on the podcast but it's actually it's a trade deadline week if you can believe it unreported story but the the nba i i talked about yesterday i wanted to talk about it on the podcast today i thought i'd have time to do a solo one you know, by myself, but with the storm and life got in the way, uh, working on a few things for the future to the point. So that kind of uh, took that away. But I have a gentleman on the line, on the screen, that is a former Hooper, is a, mm-hmm. he's got a great jump shot, vintage Tim Duncan-esque, same spot. And you know, uh, he's passionate about the game as well. So I thought it'd be great to tie it all in today, talk about all things NBA and uh, bounce around the NBA world. But Shay, before we start, I, you know, I have to ask, it was one of your favorite weekends of the year, uh, NHL All-Star Weekend. I know um, you and the, the fantasy people love this this weekend. Um, did you catch all or if any of the uh, festivities this weekend in Las Vegas, Nevada? No, there's just too many that you can't catch at all. So uh, I did, I did, you know, kind of go into the highlights, catch some. Um, um, caught uh, most, most I would say of the skills competition and some of the other ones. But as for the All Star Game, I don't usually tune in for the whole thing. It's kind of uh, I tease you about it, but it's kind of turns out to be a waste of time, ninety percent of the time. Um, but no, no, some some entertaining stuff. You know, see those guys float around and uh, you know. It's 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 entertaining. You you guys you made a great brought up a great point with you Creighton and Walker last week about uh, the effort level and how they need to switch it up into something new because uh, yeah I think I think everyone's kind of getting bored of the same old seeing the same old thing for the last few years here. Right. Um, I ha- to be honest with you, this is not going to surprise you. I haven't seen one second of one clip of the skills competition or the All Star game, but I have to ask you because. I believe I read this online, but again, I, I don't like to read up about the all-star game. I just try to forget it's even alive. Uh, did, did Zegris or did uh, Petrangelo or somebody dress up as Peter LaFleur? Yeah, that is uh, that's, that's a confirmed message. Uh, Zegris, who wasn't in the all-star game, which is the first, I think the first time this has ever happened, uh, did the skills shootout competition and dressed up as LaFleur. And did the full, uh, you know, he, he took oh, patches of whole hands thing, oh. yeah, and put it around, and uh, yeah, and he scored, which was I think was the most impressive thing. Just to do it would have been cool on its own, but right. uh, yeah, you know, he had someone, uh, someone tie that on him, and he put in the back net. People are saying that he could see, but I, I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah, uh, well, that's kind of, that's different. I'll give yeah, him that. I think it was the cool. I'll be honest, it was probably the coolest like shootout thing that I saw since they entered the shootout uh, probably, you know, years, years and years ago. Right. Um, interesting. No, I, I appreciate the creativity. He's a young guy too. He's, you know, younger than us for him to pull out that deep cut of a reference. Um, yeah. He probably wasn't even born when that movie. No, <laughs> he was I, I appreciate that because yeah, that movie's not, uh, didn't come out yesterday. So it's so a good on Trevor Zier. I knew I loved him before. I like him even more now. Um, but yeah, I'm sure they had their a good time in Las Vegas. You can get up to some fun things I've heard. 
Um, but <laughs> NBA trade deadline Thursday, you know, you just, you forget that the trade deadline is before the all-star weekend in the NBA, which has always been surprising to me, Shay. This seems off because it's, you know, just seems weird. It's a bit early in the season. I think it's something mm-hmm. they could push back, but we've seen a number, a number of moves, including a pair today. And I, you know, I thought players had a, had a chance to be moved. Obviously, C.J. McCollum of the Portland Trailblazers has been rumored for years, really, since Portland has started to go down the, the wrong path. Damian Lillard is rumored to be out for the season. He gets traded to the New Orleans Pelicans for Josh Hart and, you know, basically draft capital. But, you know, with the way Portland is, is playing, this draft capital could be a lottery pick. Shea. I mean, they're, they're not a good team. I mean, they, the other day, they basically gave away Robert Covington and, and Norman Powell for pennies on the dollar, which I thought was a great pickup by Lawrence Frank, uh, Lawrence Frank and the Los Angeles Clippers. But what did you make of this deal and the fact that it was New Orleans who, who pulled the trigger? Very strange. I know that they're protected picks, uh, obviously, but uh, I, I can't tell you what the conditions are. But yeah, I mean, New Orleans, I guess you're looking for, you know, you're looking forward and you say, listen, I got Williamson, world-class talent when he's healthy. You know, you've got Ingram. I think for them, it's like, okay, we have to start building the right direction because we've been, you know, just God awful for years and years and years. But yeah, that, you know, what's going back is just kind of strange that they gave up that many picks. Now, I, I don't know about many other, like, big pieces that they could have moved obviously Hart is he's maybe a starting guard but he's not gonna he's nothing fancy I guess Mm. so I I guess he's okay to lose but the picks it's just interesting because you who knows maybe you were going to draft a stud next year or in 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 the first round and now that's just uh that option's gone and uh, for Portland you got to think hey you know McCollum's gone Cummington's gone well when's Dame's time is, you know, is it going to happen this week? Yeah. Um, for just talking about New Orleans here, there's currently sit 10th in the West. They are half a game up on Portland, who they just made the trade with four and a half back of the Lakers. So unlikely to catch them, but they would be, be in the, the playing game. So they'd have to win that game, then win against the loser of the seven versus eight game to get just to get into the playoffs, which I don't see as likely, but yeah, this is, this all really hinders on Zion Williams because I really like Brandon Ingram. I think he's a very good player. Uh, He's a great shooter. Uh, He's vastly improved since, you know, the Lakers basically said, yeah, we don't want you anymore uh, to get Anthony Davis. But if Zion doesn't come back and he's not, number one overall pick type player, which we haven't seen because just let's be frank here, uh, Shay, he's overweight. You know, it's something you don't want to talk about, but the guy's not in shape. He he's over 300 plus pounds and hasn't played in over a year with McCollum and Ingram. I mean, that's like Portland 2.0, but a worse version because Damian Lillard when healthy is a, top 10 you know creeping up towards a top five player in, in the entire nba yeah yeah you're thinking if he can't get it done with with a dame type player and you know you're not making any progress in the playoffs how are you going to do it with uh ingram who's you know half that player 
and uh, hurt Williams. And so, yeah, you're right. It does, you know, rely a ton on whether Zion's going to be, you know, the factor that he was supposed to be. And honestly, for, for me, Dougie, I mean, you can't, you, you know, you can't change your entire game, but you can definitely change aspects. And, you know, if he is going to remain that weight, well, don't do these high flying dunks and these big blocks that are going to, uh, you know, have you lifted up in the air and then come down with all that weight on your feet because your right. your your legs and ankles won't be able to take that after a couple of years and you know I don't even know just he probably doesn't even have a hundred games under his belt. No, he do, he doesn't. And he's been dra- yeah, and he was first OV probably what two seasons ago. I think this would be his th- yeah because John Morant's entering his, his third season and John so, is a is a flat out stud. The guy's an MVP yeah. candidate. Mm. I mean, yeah, and it's tough, tough to compare apples to apples when we were, you know, yeah, at that time because you you saw Zion, you knew the hype around him, um, but clearly, yeah, Jaws, he he surpassed him in that sense of being the you know the player of that draft. Um, but yeah, it's it's a gamble by you know the front office of New Orleans, but we'll see. I mean, you look at their this their depth chart. Devontae Graham is a starter at point guard. You'd have McCollum, Ingram. Herbert Jones and and JV uh, Jonas Valanciunas. That team's not winning anything, you no. know. It, it just if you add Zion to that mix, I don't think him and Valanciunas can play together because they do exactly. You know, oddly enough, Valanciunas is a better three point shot than Zion. He is a better mm-hmm. stroke. He, I th- I think Valanciunas would be a great add. We'll talk about a team that I doubt they'll trade him there, but we'll talk about a team that's close to your heart later on that I think would yeah, love I was going to say, I think I know what you uh, But I, this trade just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me because I, to go, I mean, yes, I agree with you. They're not trading the farm. You know, Josh Hart is not a superstar player, but he is a good depth piece. He's, he's a good bench player, but you don't want to trade away draft picks for a player that's not going to change your franchise and I don't think CJ McCollum is going to do that for for the Pelicans. yeah yeah McCollum's a, a a little over 20 point guard that you know you're going to get scoring off of but you know you need more than that to to be a factor I think and McCollum's been around for a long time he's been a great piece for Portland and you know that run they made a few years ago when they took I think they took on uh, LA maybe was it in the conference final uh yeah and Gold they, State they were they were great they were great then but uh or, and he was a factor then but obviously he needs uh he can't be that even that one a player i think he needs to be even lower than that maybe a third piece so if you're thinking williamson healthy ingram and then McCollum, maybe you do some damage in the playoffs but this team as a whole just has a shady streak of you know having a lot of raw talent you think about ad and not being able to function with it and not go anywhere. So, yeah, some, some interesting moves. I think this is a kind of a Hail Mary for their front office, but we'll see. I mean, it's not going to pay off next year. Or, sorry, it's not going to pay off this year, obviously, like you said, with the playoff and the playing round, but maybe next year or the year after would have to be uh, when we see if this is who, who won this trade fully. Right, and maybe it's a play where they – they sign a player to a super max deal. Somebody comes available and then mm. they scoop them up uh, that they could go out and acquire. Um, I don't know if he'd go, but I think Kyrie Irving would be a good ad for new Orleans. Uh, I don't, again, I wouldn't trust him because the guy is as flaky as 
you know, a guy in heroin, but, uh, you know, he's a, he's a great player looking at it from Portland's point of view. Like we just, they got rid of, uh, uh, Powell who they had signed to a five-year contract. This is in year one of that. They trade him Robert Covington, good defensive player, a smart basketball guy, but obviously it's about Damian Lillard and he's their franchise. He's been loyal to a fault with that team, despite, their shortcomings and you know his shortcomings in the playoffs at times as well. Do you think he's he's gone? I don't I don't see a deal getting done at the deadline. I think it's too difficult to pull that off right now in teams with salary cap and and everything else. But off season, do you think Damian Lillard's in a new uniform come day one of next season? Yeah, that's that's tough, and obviously it's his choice whether he says, "Hey, I've been with you, and I want to and I want to rebuild fully." And, you know, you have your star piece around you, but I don't know. I, I don't know. You have to be a bottom feeder. You almost have to be a uh, Sacramento or an Orlando to, to get to the bottom and build your way up from there. But I, I, I think, yeah, I think their time has come. I think he's given that team all they can for whatever, whatever it is, the last 10, nine, 10 seasons. I think he does have to, uh, you know, search for other options. I'm thinking about places he could go. I mean, that could use that, you know, A1 guard. Um, I guess the first place that comes to my mind would be, maybe, maybe, this is this is kind of off the beaten path, but maybe like a, maybe a Raptors team could, could take them on. I know that sounds strange with Freddie there, but you could play the two guards. They've done it before with Lowry, and Raptors aren't far off from being a competitive team in the Eastern Conference, in my opinion. Yeah, it would be a Masai Ujiri special. I mean, they've yeah. risen to six. They've won eight in a row. I mean, they're they're playing really well. Would you include Siakam? If they said we need Siakam to have this deal done, would you trade Siakam to get Damian Lillard? Uh, e yes, only because I trust uh, Scotty Barnes' progression as, as, a, as, it's, as a three starter and as right. someone who you can be relied upon on the – on the defensive end as well, which Siakam doesn't get a lot of credit for, but he, he can be a good defensive player when he wants to be. Yeah, I would as well. Cause like you said, Scotty Barnes continues to get better. I think OG is really good. And the Raptors mm. are, are kind of a new school team where I think they could play OG at the five uh, mm. some nights. You know, I, I think they like to play small, which you can get away Absolutely. with. And you have a guy like Lillard and Fred who both shoot, close to 40% from three or above. So that would be a deadly combination. And Scotty Barnes wouldn't have to rely as much on his three point shot. He could be the killer from, you know, he could be the Kawhi where he's inside the paint, just doing work, pulling up mm -hmm. from, from 22 feet. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's interesting. I, I, I love that one. Um, what about you? If you, if you had a destination for, uh, game time. What, what where somewhere you think he could be moved to easily? I don't know if this is easy, but it's it's, it's low hanging fruit. So I'll take a bite of the apple. Um, I think Philly would be interesting. Mm -hmm. Joel Embiid is a monster. I think the guy is the MVP of the league so far. I watched a lot of the game on Sunday between the the Bulls and the Sixers, which was a fantastic contest. DeMar DeRozan and Embiid went toe to toe, but Embiid just, he's been all year. He's been so great. And 
you know, no Ben Simmons, which he loves because Ben Simmons is off, you know, getting his head checked, faking, uh, you know, uh, faking having a mental illnesses, which is his prerogative, but, you know, get well soon, Ben, uh, while you collect $27 million. But um, I look, you could trade Ben to Portland, which I, Ben isn't a bad building block to start your team with. I mean, Portland's going to want to rebuild. But even at say they traded, uh, they got Lillard, uh, got Simmons in the deal. Well, you could flip them again. I mean, you don't have to keep them if you don't want to. Again, it's another piece that you could add more draft capital. You could go the Oklahoma City route where they just, they love collecting draft picks. Mm-hmm. We'll see if it pays out, plays out, uh, pays out for them. But I, I think Philly would work because you have a, a point guard for point guard type switch. And I think Lillard would gel a lot better with Embiid than Simmons ever has. That'd be a deep guard combination with Lillard. You got Seth Curry there, Maxie's there, yeah. uh, Shake Milton's there. They would have a, a, a very handsome, um, you know, guys just coming off the bench and be able to shoot. Because one thing, a lot of the, that, especially that guard combo, uh, combination of Maxie and uh, Curry, they just shoot really well. So if you add a little yeah. to that, I mean, you're spreading all around the three-point line. Um, and, yeah, you just create a ton of space, I think, by having those those dangerous guys on the edge. Yeah, if I'm Portland, I want Thibault in the trade. I, I yeah, really absolutely. Like that young man can hoop, and he's a really yeah. good defender. And I want no part of Tobias Harris's contract. So I would let that, that one right on. Yeah. I'm, I'm not taking this this quicksand contract from you but that one comes to mind uh for Damian Lillard but I, I like your Toronto proposition that's that's really interesting I mean there's always you'll I'm sure we'll hear this these two teams during the offseason from Woj and other insiders um the Knicks because why not oh, yeah. of course the Knicks yeah maybe I'll go to the Knicks who are they going to trade Julius Randle uh and then it's always uh, the Lakers. Oh, the Lakers, well, they got no cap room, but that'll still be floated. That'll still, it'll be top of the, they taking Russell Westbrook back. Like the, the G League isn't taking Russell Westbrook back in a trade right now. Yeah. Um, but I, I, it wouldn't shock, I mean, Masai Ujiri's MO is to go get a player like Damian. He did it with Kawhi. And I think with Damian Lillard, he wouldn't be one of these guys that say no to Toronto because he's been in Portland. Portland is basically Toronto minus the customs, you know, in the mm. airport. They're a small market, but unlike Portland, the Raptors have some cred. They've won a championship in the modern yeah. era, and they still have a lot of the same guys there that won the title back in 2019. Yeah, yeah. They have a pretty – well, I'd say maybe not this season, but historically – Raptors turnover is not that bad. They tend to keep guys for two, three years if they like them, especially um, Masai will keep guys longer than that if they, you know, if they think they deserve it. So, you know, and you compare Portland, it seems like every year, take Powell for an example. Yeah, we're going to sign you to five years. Okay, well, next year, yeah, see you, see you later. Um, so that, that turnover might be attractive too, more of a, a better chemistry in the locker room, we'll call it, for, for uh, the six. We'll get to Sacramento of it all in a minute because, uh, you know, they're, they're not normally in the news because they are <laughs> usually for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about them in a minute. 
obviously Brooklyn is in the news. They've lost eight in a row. They are oh, in a bottomless bid. They scored 29 points in the second half on Sunday. That's hard to do. I think me and you could put up 20. You, know, you put up 20. I could get a board in there maybe. <laughs> there a lot of hype, but I, I, I'd push a guy. You know, I'd take his legs out, something, you know, injury, something. But i, I get a board. But 29 <laughs> points in two in 24 minutes, that's hard to be that bad in the NBA. So you're playing Denver, not exactly lockdown defense. Um, but Shay, James Harden is hurt. He's going to be out again tonight against your Celtics. So that might actually be bad news for your Celtics because it seems they, they play, they play better when he's not in the lineup. Um, but is it just me or does he just seem like he is in Houston when he got traded where he's really out of shape and he just doesn't seem to care when he's playing. As he's going through the motions. He's lazy, lazy on defense. And I don't know if it's he's tired of the antics with Kyrie Irving, which I get, but he just looks like he wants to get the hell out of Brooklyn. Yeah, I mean, that's that's got to be hard on you after doing that for so long. Um, you're playing out of nowhere. Um, you know, I think you're right. I think you put him up with that for that long. Like you got a perfectly capable guy who God forbid just needs a vaccination and maybe a therapist. And he's a quality, he's a quality guard. And you've got someone, you, you've got the best with Kyrie Irving and James Harden. You've got the best backcourt I've ever seen. Maybe ever two guys who have the best handles two uh, two top five guys for handles in the league. They both shoot amazing. You know, they're both decent passers, but you're right. Just a head case and they can't put egos aside, which seems to be it. So, and you, you made a great point. This team sucks at defense. Um, yeah. And you knock out KD, which we talked about, we were texting about a few weeks ago, what the team was going to be like without him. Well, that offense is gone and now they have nothing. Uh, you know what I mean? Like they, when you put when you take one score out of that a team like that, you're you're basically relying on everyone else to pick up the slack. And KD's a, a massive hole on that team. And uh, yeah, the record reflects it. And I don't know for for Harden, the effort just isn't there this season. Yeah, his numbers look great. Uh, he's averaging probably 23 points. You know, whatever it is, 10, 11 assists. But you know, not the, not the James Harden we saw in Houston that uh, was MVP caliber for sure. Right. And, I mean, you saw it firsthand, you, you being a Celtics fan. You got rid of Kyrie, you had a better record. You got farther in the playoffs when Kyrie was gone. And he only plays road games. Like, I – let's just have a bigger conversation here, Shay. Like, if – say, okay, you're on the team. You play every day, you go to practice, you're working your ass off and you're with me and I show up and I only play on the road. How would you feel about that? Like no matter, okay, yeah, I might be uber talented. Let's not put me in the conversation. Let's say anybody else when it comes to basketball because I sucked. But, you know, you have a player that is uber talented, is, is great, but he only plays half the games. He's not putting in as much effort per se as you are, how would you, how would that sit with you as a teammate? 
You, you got you got one thing wrong though. You were a pretty good twenty one player. Maybe not game game style, but twenty one. Okay. Yeah, you could have. Yeah, I found um, it. No, but it, it, incredibly frustrating. I mean, you got to think that it would just weigh on you every night, especially you know you're sitting there down twenty, thinking, well, there's my twenty months is twenty points is sitting there on the bench, you know, right. scrolling through social media. Like, you really do got to think that it wears on you, and not just James Harden, obviously the team, the, the staff, faculty. Uh, even the owners got to be thinking, you know, what the heck, what the hell is this guy thinking that we brought this guy in to win a championship, and now we're here uh, singing here paying half the half the salary uh, for him to sit on the bench when he doesn't have to. Um, but yeah, no, that's my two cents into it. And then as for James, you know, you're thinking you tried this out. Maybe this isn't the best fit. Maybe you need to go somewhere where you are the, that number one guy. Um, and that's, I mean, that's a whole other. There's a whole other podcast we can do. Where the hell does James Harden go from Brooklyn in this experiment? Thursday's a deadline. If you're Sean Marks in Brooklyn, would you trade Harden for Simmons straight up? No, because I think Simmons would probably just make that locker room worse. But <laughs> if, if you're if you're thinking, you know, James Harden and or sorry, sorry, Ben Simmons and picks, maybe, maybe, maybe you're thinking, okay, this isn't our year. Even if KD comes back, we're still not going to do what we thought we could do with Kyrie being Kyrie and, you know, all the other factors. If you were saying, okay, we'll take, we'll take Simmons, maybe a first, maybe a first, second. And uh, the, the guy you mentioned earlier, Thibel, mm-hmm. I would take that deal. I, I wouldn't have a problem with it. And you're Philly, you're just looking your lips at getting a guy like Harden who completely changes your team. I mean, yeah, you're pretty structurally great defensively, but now you have some guy – offensively that could run the show and you know pick and roll with Embiid I mean that combination is just un, unreasonable yeah um it, it it's interesting on both sides because I think Simmons would do really well with Irving and Kevin Durant because he could be a power forward playing point guard he could do what he couldn't do with Embiid because Embiid lived in the paint you know he he doesn't have to shoot really maybe he's improved his shot I hope He's worked on his free throws through all his mental break here because that <laughs> some of the free throw shooting in the NBA is beyond pathetic. I mean, that could be a whole this year, especially. Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, that's pretty, what pretty awful. for a living. I mean, come on, but he could live in the paint. You know, he's as he's big enough to be a, almost a center in the NBA. He's a, mm. when he's, he's built, he's always in shape. That's one thing I'll give him credit for. He comes back. I, I expect him to be in tip top, shape but imagine if he wasn't imagine he came back and he was overweight and he was just like a god awful and so then some team thought he was getting the old ben simmons we got james harden but he can't shoot (laughs) essentially my only my only critique on that is i don't know if simmons would be fine not handling the ball as much right because you'd have to sacrifice you know durant gets his touches Kyrie's going to get his touches um but if you're fine being that guy who can distribute in the paint and, you know, be a big body, I think that would work really well. I just don't know if Simmons would be able to give up uh, that much ball uh, ball time, I guess. Yeah, he'd have to check his ego a bit, but maybe he, him not having the ball as much would be something that would be good because he kind of panics uh, in the big Yeah, game. true, true. But, if he could get the ball to KD for corner, you know, just give him the ball to shoot. I mean, Kevin Durant's the most effective shooter in the NBA. I, I think it's an interesting proposition. Um, 
because otherwise I don't think Brooklyn's going to trade James Harden before the deadline. Cause I just, it's going to be very difficult to make that happen with salaries. You're going to have to match it. And I don't see, uh, you know, Br- uh, Portland's not making that deal for Damian. They're not taking James Harden. I mean, it's more likely that Simmons will get traded to Portland for Damian Lillard, but you know, Lillard's injured at this point. So he might even miss the rest of the season. So I wouldn't rule out the Harden deal. I do think it's a long shot at this point, but I, I think Brooklyn looks at this and says they're, they're still in their championship window. I mean, not winning this year would be such a big disappointment for this nucleus of this team. Yeah. Yeah. A lot, lot of raw talent and just, uh, you know, it seems like it's all falling apart. Maybe it's a little too early to critique and say the season's a write-off, but uh, if they keep playing like this and keep, can't get production from guys, you know, like Harris and uh, whoever else they have, Kyrie, when he's playing away, uh, then, yeah, I, I mean, this season's kind of going down the drain for them, for sure. And I, they play, I mean, your Celtics have the same record. You got yeah. your, uh, your uh, you, you two play each other tonight. Uh, Brooklyn is in, uh, the game might be in Brooklyn, so there's no... There's no uh, Kyrie Irving. Tonight, no threats. <laughs> and there's no James Harden. So I, I like to – good good odds for your for your Celtics to get a win tonight anyway, Shad. That's a positive news. Here, on, on the unfortunate thing is if there was a game if they could win and they would lose, it would be – it'd be tonight because whenever they're supposed to win, it seems like they, they end up taking the L. Right. Um, let's get to your Celtics. Um, okay. Eighth in the East, tied for seventh, half game behind the Raptors, who are red hot uh, right now. But it's been, I don't know if it's been, I think it's disappointing, but not, I think me and you both had realistic expectations about these Celtics. I didn't expect them to be very good. I think you had some more thoughts. But I expressed this probably a few weeks ago, and I said that the nucleus of your team with Jason Tatum and with Jalen Brown, they reminded me of the 2011-2012 Oklahoma City Thunder, where it was Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant. And they go down the floor, and one, one time it would be Jason Tatum's turn to shoot. Next time up, Jalen Brown gets the ball. You know he's not going to pass it. He's going to shoot the ball again, and it just goes like, it's not good team-oriented basketball. Mm. And I'm wondering if you've seen similar things this year where it's a two-man show and there's five five men on the court. Yeah, well, the complaint did come up. Obviously, Marcus Smart made a comment saying, you know, our two, our two guys don't pass the ball. And I have noticed it more after that comment, thinking, okay, like there's times where Jalen Brown, he's got an easy pass in the paint. Instead, he kind of bums up a half-ass shot. Um, but, yeah, no, no, I, I, I think – Maybe adding, I don't know, maybe adding a, a better ball handler in there. I'm not sure what they could do. The Dennis Schroeder, I mean, he's he's okay, but I don't think he's the answer to that to, to that problem. Um, but yeah, no, there, there's times where it really just seems like a two man show, and everyone else just kind of has to comply because they're supposed to be the stars. Yeah, is Jason Tatum a good enough player to? to be a, a, a number one player on, on a championship team, in your opinion? Uh, we've had this conversation. I, I, I think he is a really, really talented player. I think he can be an elite scoring threat when he wants to be. 
He's underrated rebounder, which not many people give him that much credit for. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think when it comes to that clutch moment and, you know, especially coming to the playoffs, he doesn't always show up. So I, I think now I, I think you got to have somebody else in there to, to kind of be that, uh, to be, to be the guy, I guess. And then Tatum could be a, an elite number two, which, you know, that, that'd be a stretch. It'd be almost be like having two number ones and yeah. But in order to win, I think that's what you need to uh, have them. And as for who that would be, I, uh, I don't know. At, at this point, I'm not sure. So some names, some people float out Simmons, but I don't think Simmons. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a rumor a long time ago, and when that was floating around, when things were not looking I too mean, hot. I, it wouldn't be good because I mean Philly's a tough crowd, but it would be okay. I know he might be half black, so that'd be tough for him in Boston. Um, yeah, he is. Uh, yeah. He's, made a racial joke there because it's known as one of the more racist cities in America, but uh, that was, that was brought up the other day on a podcast I listened to, which was kind of alarming. Uh, But yeah, I mean, I look, I think in the bottom feeder team, I agree with you about the point guard angle because I don't like Tatum bringing the ball up the floor every time. Number one, it's, it's taxing because he has to do a lot, but also he's not a great passer. So, you know, he's an okay passer, but would the Spurs trade DeJounte Murray? I doubt it. He's a really good player. I, I like him. They'd want a lot. Yeah, they exactly. They'd want a lot. You're you're basically trading for, you know, like a guy they had last year, Evan Fournier. And that's not what you're looking for. Evan Fournier's a two-guard. He's not a he's not a ball handler. I mean, there's very few pure point guards left, Shay. I mean, Chris Paul is a rare breed. I mean, there's a reason why uh Phoenix has the best record in the NBA. And I think a lot of it has to do with Chris Paul, but you know, is Utah going to trade Mike Conley? Well, unlikely they're in a playoff position. Uh, you know, you could go down the list. Um, what about uh, Malcolm Borgon from Indiana? Would he be someone you would think that would mesh well with that team? He's in six Indiana seems to be shipping everybody. Yeah. I think that's interesting. He would be a great ad. Uh, he's a, he's a really good player. Um, what it would take to get him is obviously the, the big question uh, because just speaking as a Celtics fan, say you could get Malcolm Brogdon, who would you be willing to part with as players on the roster? Obviously I think they'll want picks because Indiana is loading up with their full tank yeah. to rebuild here. Who what, what players on the roster are you willing to part with for a guy like Malcolm Brogdon? So tough. Uh, in order to get him, I think I would be able to give up. I wouldn't give up Brown or Tatum. I would be smart. able to give up like a smart, um, you know, it'd be tough if we could replace him, maybe even Robert Williams, which sucks because he's become kind of the the guy they've tried to push to be their number one center. But if, if that's what it took, I, I could see him because Malcolm's both dangerous uh, offensively, but he's also got a, he's also got the defense to, you know, mesh with this team. As of late, they've been better defensively, but yes, yeah, I I, I don't know. Uh, smart, you know, God love him, love him to death. As a Celtics fan, you you, you love Mark Smart for what he does, but uh, if he's the Demar Rose, the 2019 Demar Derozan, the sacrificial lamb, uh, I'd be willing to get rid of him. Yeah, I could, I could see that happening because yeah, he I like him too, but he he has a ceiling. You know what it is. Uh, yeah. I don't see him having even the upside of a DeMar who's, you know, been fantastic oh, yeah. in Chicago this year, but yeah, yourself, 
I think it'd be tough. I think your Celtics need to move up in the standings because you have to make a trade that's going to have a big impact. Because if they play the, say the heat finish first, they're not beating the heat in a seven game series. No. I just don't see it. I, I, I love the heat roster. I don't think they're beating Milwaukee at uh, the way the two teams are, are uh, put together right now. Um, I would, I don't think they have a 0% chance of beating Chicago. I like Chicago, but they've never been in the postseason. So, you know, they have little, um, oddly enough, uh, Shay, this team would scare the hell out of me in the East. And it's because they're young and they don't know any better. And that would be the Cleveland Cavaliers. Young teams that have nothing to lose and everything to gain scare the hell out of me. Look at the Cincinnati Bengals. They had no expectations. They're in the damn Super Bowl. Cleveland is just like, well, we got youngsters. Hey, Ricky Rubio tears an ACL. Okay, we'll go get Karis LeVert, who's better than Ricky Rubio. Oh, big time. Darius Garland is a stud player. Uh, Jared Allen, Brooklyn gave him – Brooklyn would kill six fans to get Jared Allen back. The guy is balling out. How did he not make the all-star team, I'll add – uh, but I, I, I would want to, I don't think your Celtics could beat them, quite frankly. I, I think, that'd be a tough yeah. match, like, it, I think they, it, it's going to be tough. You know, I think they need to get up to that six, five seed, and then I give them a chance to win a round and then get in the second round. Then who knows what happens? Maybe there's injuries, maybe things fall in their way. Yeah, playoff matchup. I'd love to see calling it now. Cleveland versus Brooklyn, and it's the Jared Allen show taking on his old team uh, and giving and, and Levert. Yeah, yeah, and Levert too. They gave up on him when they get on these superstars, so it, it would be it'd be a great matchup. But yeah, to, to your point, Cleveland, they're just a a, a wall of defense uh, with those three giants there. So uh, yeah, I don't think the Celtics could take them on because. Uh, so they big. just they, they would get shut down basically you know they they rely on two guys to run most of their offense and if sometimes if those two guys can't do it then they're they're a shell of the team they can be so yeah no I think Cleveland it, just to just to piggyback off you unbelievable team and it's been their drafting the last five years have just got them to to this point where they finally can get into the playoffs without having. 23 James uh, in, in there, which is to me is the most impressive thing. Finally coming out of that shell and breaking the curse. Yeah, absolutely. Um, some breaking news here as we're talking basketball, Bradley Beal, uh, season ending shoulder surgery. He's out for the season for the wizards. Mm. That likely means they will not be making the playoffs. They were, they're in the 11th seed, a game out of 10 behind it, the Atlanta Hawks. Um, you know, I think it was interesting because they had such a great start and they fell mm-hmm. off. I think Kuzma is having a good season for, for the Wizards. I think he's played extremely well since getting traded there. Uh, you know, they've had some good performances from players. Could I could, could you see a Kuzma getting moved this in the trade deadline period? I yeah, if, if, they, if they thought they couldn't repeat what they did last year, for sure. Yeah, they could yeah. They could get rid of Kuzma. If they thought that he was a building piece for the future, I could see him also keeping him. But, right. um, you know, he's he's a guy that could mesh in a – if, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of Denver right now. Denver doesn't get Michael Porter Jr. back. He, he could right. fill in that position where he's a scorer. He's a long – you know, he can shoot three. I have another uh, one for you, too, uh, right behind them, Utah. 
They lost Joey. Yeah, Hunter I could use a torn ACL. He'd be a good fit there. Yeah, we're a good replacement for him as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie too plays in Washington. He wouldn't be a bad move if uh, if you know if they didn't think they were going to go where. Where could a guard like that be kind of fit in um, at, at this late in the season? What about the Raptors? For um, winning? Yeah, uh, I think the Raptors need guard help because they play, on average, their their starters play 43 minutes a game. You can't play yeah, that too game. much. Yeah. They're going to be worn out. And Dinwiddie, yeah. you know, he's kind of like Sean Livingston, Shay, for the Warriors. He knows what he's going to do. He's He's a good passer. He's smart. He's a veteran. Um, he's going to make the right play more often than not. And I think Nick Nurse would trust him to give him 12 to 15 minutes a game. He's going to play those minutes well and give Fred, give uh, give the guard some, some rest because the Raptors haven't been playing Malachi Flynn. They haven't been mm -hmm. playing Delano Banton very much. I think Livingston and obviously Goran Dragic has been MIA since uh, mm. November. So maybe Dragic is putting that deal and then Washington could wave him or flip him elsewhere as well. That could be a little carrot for them to, to deal Livingston. Yeah, no, I, I could see something like that. That'd be, you know, a good, good move on the Raptors if they were thinking about, you know, even, even just being competitive for the year, for sure. Maybe throwing like a Montrez Harrell too. Right. Uh, help them out down low. They seem, you know, Bouchard is good, but I don't think Bouchard is quite going to be a, a force yet down low for them. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, it could, could could work. Honestly, this is rare, but I find the NBA, the, the stretch, the last half of this regular season is going to be more compelling than the NHL. And the reason I say that, Chase, because the East is basically locked up in the NHL. No, you know the yeah. eight teams are going to make the playoffs unless mm. Hurricane Katrina rolls through. NBA is a play-in, which, which I didn't love at first, but I, I like it more now because more teams stay in it. You know, you could still make the playoff. I like that more where, you know, I think Atlanta, they've had a poor season, but I want to see them if they can catch that fire again. Maybe they're a play-in team. They, they make a run, you know, Trey Young and, and those cast of characters. Um, out West, who knows? Uh, Minnesota, the Timberwolves. I like that team. They, again, they're they're a team that plays hard. They're in the seventh seed. Maybe if they go up against, the, imagine they beat the Lakers in a play of a playing hmm. game. That, that would be something else. So, I I I think the races are going to be more compelling for the NBA down the stretch here than than the National Hockey League. Oh, absolutely. It's it's so tight. I find this year compared to other years, it's like no one's really taking that leap. In the West, you got Suns and Warriors who are kind of just ahead of everybody substantially but then yeah other than that it's it, it can be a kind of a dog race especially these teams going from you know look you look the mavericks 31 wins nuggets 29 28 wins for timberwolves 27 26 any of those teams can kind of just kind of get hot and you know jump up in the standings pretty quickly especially if the lakers can figure out what the hell's going wrong there cool. um, besides aging stars um <laughs> The uh, but you're no, you're right. The playing keeps it competitive. These teams that otherwise would say, okay, well, we're you know we're at the twelve. Well, no, no reason to keep going now. You know, we're we're done. Our season's done. Well, we can we can at least earn some more money if that's it. If it that if it's that one more playoff game, or you know, keep the fans entertained for that much longer, right? Yeah, absolutely. Keep people in the stands. Small markets they don't show up if you're not winning and. 
let's let's talk about you talk about small market you talk about irrelevancy sacramento kings are maybe mm. the most irrelevant franchise in pro sports um i think there's people in sacramento that don't know that they have a team in sacramento and I, i'm not trying to be mean here i'm just i think it, it, sacramento's not talked about much but they made a move today which completely stunned me when i I read, I saw it. I said Pacers trade, and I didn't think they'd move this player. I was surprised to see him moved. Then I saw where he was going, and I was even more surprised. So today, the Indiana Pacers traded two-time All-Star Demontis Sabonis to Sacramento for Tyrese Halliburton, player I like, first-round pick, Buddy Heald, and your boy Tristan Thompson. Uh, and the Kings will get Justin Holiday and Jeremy Lamb as well. Um, Sabonis is a, you know, he's a double double player. Nineteen points. Oh, he's a talent. And he's he's damn talented. He is. Yeah. He's probably not as good as his daddy was, but he's a good player. Um, and what do you, what's happening in Sacramento? Why why are they making this move right now, Shay? This completely stunned me. Um, the only thing I can looking at their standing spot, uh, the only thing I can think of is they're trying their best to keep Darren Fox in, in Sacramento because, you know, reports have said that he's not happy for obvious reasons, <laughs> like most, most Kings players after uh, their first five seasons. So trying to keep him there and trying to become competitive seems uh, like it. They do have some good young talent in Sacramento. I'm not going to lie, but yeah, winning has always just been the you know it's just been a back burner to actually like you said keeping fans in the stands. They're gonna have to call Jackie Moon to get uh, things rolling there with some some interesting halftime performances. Right. Um, but no, it's it's a huge move. I've I've keep seeing reports the Kings lost this trade. How do you feel about it uh, at this very point in time? I I like Sabonis a lot. Um, However, I really like Halliburton as well. Yeah. So I would say, I think this is an interesting position because I think this Sacramento could be what Chicago did last year. Chicago went and got Vucevic at the trade deadline. Yeah. And I said, I, I like this. I remember saying at the time, I said, they're probably not going to make the playoffs, but they're building something. You know, they're putting uh, building blocks in place for, you know, future success. They get DeRozan, Levine comes back healthy. They sign Lonzo Ball. All great moves so far, and I think they're second in the East right now. So, check. Mm -hmm. For Sacramento, like you said, De'Aaron Fox, love him as a player. I think he's, he's great. I, I love the way he plays. I would have liked to have Halliburton because I think he's a really good, good player. Um, but I think I got to give it to – I don't mind it for, for Indiana because they are in a full rebuild. But, you know, I Buddy Heald is a streaky shooter. I think they'll cut him or move. I don't think he'll be there at the end of the year. Um, they also got uh, – who they get? Oh, uh, Justin Holiday. okay. Uh, the Kings got Justin Holiday. Tristan Thompson, uh, that's a buyout waiting to happen. Um, it – I still give it to Sacramento because you sold me. They're at least trying to be competitive. And as I look right. at, they're only, let's look here, a game and a half out of 10. That's the playing game. They haven't made the playoffs in 15 years. So two teams that are just 
fighting for the right to get into a playing game, made the biggest moves of the trade deadline so far. Yeah. And maybe this is Sacramento saying, you know, looking at it, saying, okay, San Antonio is ahead of us. We think we're better. We want to be better than them. Portland, they stink now. We'll be better than them. We, we got to get past New Orleans. We're not going to catch the Lakers, but we want to put ourselves in a position where we can be the 10 seed and we can play the nine seed in, in a game to see if we can go further in the playoffs. Yeah, no, no, I agree. And for, you know, a, a business standpoint, you got to get, like you, like we said earlier, you got to put people on the stands and yeah. if you keep losing and not adding that, you know, that spark, that interest. Okay. Well, Oh, we got this world that's two-time all-star, this world-class player. Well, that's, that's going to make me go down to watch Sacramento games. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even, even just to, even if it's just to see the hype, regardless of the scoreboards, like, okay, well, what's this guy going to do for us? Try to get a game on TNT or ESPN. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's about getting, you know, even, even if you have like a few stars on your team, well, you see the Lakers, they stink, but they'll still get games because they got like a brawn and they've got a bunch of old vets. Yeah. You look at Sacramento, De'Aaron Fox, Davion Mitchell, who's a national player from Baylor. Good player. Harrison Barnes is a good player. He gets, I think, picked on a lot because in Golden State, he was moved for Kevin Durant, which isn't his fault. He won a title before Kevin Durant showed up. Sabonis, not bad. And Mm. Rakan Holmes. They could obviously improve that, but they got Bagley. They have Mo Harkless. you know, they have players for sure. Guys they can move too, right, Juggy? Like guys that are yeah. – if it comes down to it and they need that and maybe another piece, maybe a, a, a Bobby Portis, we'll say, if we're, if we're looking at Milwaukee. Like you can not, – not Bobby Portis himself, but like that piece, like yeah, that glue guy, yeah. that guy that's going to make right. your team. They have, the, they have the capabilities to make that move. You know what I mean? So that – they 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 basically kept their options open. So yeah, you get rid of healed. His time came. He was with Sacramento for a while. He was an okay yeah. shooter, but he wasn't going to cap. Like he wasn't even starting for most of last season and this season. So he was about his time was come. And in all and all, like understanding, they still got a second round pick for him, which isn't much, but that just shows that they kind of had to sweeten it off with something, which right. I guess shows how much Indiana liked uh, Halle Burton really. Yeah, they, they must think he can be their future at point guard because they don't got a whole lot in Indiana. It's pretty it's pretty thin, uh, you know, the, what, when it comes to their prospects and, and their future. Um, but, yeah, credit credit to Sacramento. That's my kind of my, my two cents here is don't just accept your fate. You know, try to fight for it. I look at a San Antonio – Maybe they don't believe they're going to make the playoffs. Could you get a Jakob Pertle to Sacramento? Oh, yeah. He's a player I like. He's, he's gotten a lot better. Mm, from um, his Toronto days, for sure. From his Toronto days, he's really gotten a lot. He's improved year over year. Um, unlikely now that uh, New Orleans will trade JV. I can't see them trading Valanciunas now, now that they've made this move for CJ McCollum. Um. Before, well, go back to your Celtics for a minute. Do you think they need a big, or are you okay with Robert Williams for the rest of the year? No, no, I, I think they need a big. What, whether it's, I mean, Tatum can play the four, but I, I would rather have, you know, a legitimate center, which are hard to come by. Yeah. Um, if I'm looking at the bottom tier teams now, I, 
you really, really slim pickings for, for a lot of these teams when it comes to like just legit centers and good big men. Maybe you squeak in a Montrez Harrell if you were trying to right. just help out with that. But yeah, I, I don't know at this point if there's anyone big. Like you said, Portal would not be a bad ad either. He'd be, he'd be a guy I'd like to see just kind of help out Robert Williams. What about Nurkic? Yeah, yeah, he's a guy I didn't even really put two cents into, but he's he's if probably Blazers are going the way they're the going. Game, but what's that? They probably get injured after the first game, but you could. Get well, that's the thing. Nurkic is he's not he's definitely not a top ten centerman, but he is a, he is a starting center for sure, and he would be able to do some damage. But yeah, just health reasons, I don't know if he'd be the best best guy. And what they'd have to give up for him? Maybe they sent back. You know, maybe you're sending back Robert Williams. Maybe they want more than Robert Williams for him. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Interesting for the Celtics if they do anything over the next couple of days. I, I, as a fan, Juggy, I, will, I want them to see them do something to say, right. okay, you know, even though we're heading the right direction, we're kind of snowballing the right way. I so would still like, want the, them. I think the Celtics and Raptors are in unison in that front. Like I think both fan, yeah. both fan bases say, I want you to. We feel like we've earned it that we deserve to do something proactive. Yeah, uh, yeah, I feel the same way. If if I was a Raptor fan looking at my bench saying, okay, we're pretty thin down there, even the smallest ad would be like, okay, well, we see that you're trying uh, to to get us in the right direction. Um, but yeah, but no, that that's just how I feel. Whether it was a big man to help out behind Williams and Horford or even just a better ball handler. You know, I, I know they do have that, that length and they're, you know, uh, Langford and uh, Peyton Pritchard, but I'd still want to see someone with maybe a little bit more experience. Love what Cleveland did. I knew you mentioned it a few podcasts ago, pick up a Rondo, you know, is, is he's a veteran player plays well in the playoffs and he's coming off the bench, but he's got a ring and he knows what it takes, you know, to, to get you to the top. He's got multiple rings, I guess. Yeah. I mean, everybody knows their role. On, on yeah. team, which I think is so important. I And I'll, I'll bring into this bigger question. As we sit here today, who's the best team in the NBA? I'm going to have to go. I'm going to go with the, oh gosh, after watching them play, they're, they're round. I, I have to say Phoenix. Yeah. I, lo- I love the way they play. They just, I don't know what it is about them, but like they just they just have it. And you, going back to knowing your role, that's what everyone on that team does. You know what I mean? Brooker is not trying to make the unintentional. Like he lets Chris Paul run the plays, runs the floor, lets him be a floor general, and he's fine with catch and shoots. And you know sometimes he has to create his own shots. And everyone else around there knows the role too, whether, you know, it's uh, Bridges kind of doing things. He's not going to be, Bridges is not striving to be a 25 point guy. He knows he's going to chip in 10, 15 points a night, but he's going to be solid doing it. It's solid playing uh, defense. So yeah, that's, that's my, my opinion because they just have so many things. Well, and to see them make a scary move, like to grab somebody who they think could uh, get them over their hump because they were right there last year. They just they, they, they just didn't have it. Right. Yeah. I think they would have won the title if they just built a wall in front of Yon and they didn't do it. They yeah, played maybe. eight and one on one, which is wasn't fair to him because Giannis is a is a freak, uh, literally mm-hmm. and figuratively. Um, 
I'm going to go with Phoenix too, because I like your point. And one thing I think they did is they added depth and you didn't really even know they did it. They signed Bismack Biombo to a 10 day contract. Mm. The guy's off the street and he's playing phenomenal. You know, he just yes, he yeah. comes in. They got JaVale, my guy. I love JaVale. McGee. You know, he's past his Wizards days. This guy's a champion now. This guy knows what it takes to win on, on a team like that. He plays his role. Bismack does. Aiton, like you said, Bridges locks people up. He go he guards Steph Curry. And will Steph Curry torch him every now and then? Of course, because it's Steph freaking Curry. But if he could shut him down two games in a series and you have two really good games from uh, Booker, you, you, I like your I like the chances of, of that team. And, you know, they're one team that I don't think has to make any major moves because I think they have such a good team. If there's something there, of course, you explore it. But Paul, Booker, Bridges, Aiton, Jay Crowder, Cam Johnson, Campaign, JaVale McGee, they, they're 10, 11 deep. And you feel pretty comfortable playing all those guys on the roster. Big Frank back there. Mm, yeah, is he playing there? I didn't even realize. Uh, he's he's on the roster. Much, but he's on the bench. Oh, the, the old two minutes? Hey, we're winning uh, by 30. Get out yeah. there. <laughs> Jack up a three. Good college player, though. Wisconsin's finest. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's in the rafters. Four, uh, Nash, uh, Final Four uh, you know, player at Wisconsin, Big Ten Player of the Year, uh, college, college Basketball Player of the Year, Big Frank Kaminsky. Um, Golden State, are they number two for you? Um, I, no, I, I think Golden State's really good. I – God. This is this is off the wall, and you're thinking, well, the stand the standings that doesn't make much sense. Team I really like is a team you mentioned before, Utah. I really really like Utah. I think they've had some up and downs this this season, but I still think the the foundation is strong, and uh, I think they yeah they they've got a burning. They said they've got a team that can win now, and they just need the right moves. They've got veterans they've added to the bench this season. Ruby Gay being one who I think is great, just. You know, just kind of if he gets his 10, 15, he does his thing. I, I really like Utah. They, they'd be hard. You know, I, I, I call crazy. I call them my second best team in the league. Yeah, call me crazy, too, because I had them winning the title before the year. It's <laughs> not looking great at this moment. Uh, well, they're they, still – they're fourth right now, and you're thinking, okay, they match up well with a Dallas. There's two defensive teams. I, I like I like them winning that series, yeah. Um, and then – I give them a fighting chance against Denver for sure. Uh, you know, Absolutely. I a freak, but yeah, um, I I think Gold State's really good. Uh, I they're, they're deep as well with with Pool and uh, you know Gary Payton the second mm-hmm. and Clay had a great game. It was good to see him really get back and start playing phenomenal. Mm-hmm. They got Milwaukee this week, which should be a fun game. That'll be Thursday night on TNT. So looking forward to that matchup. Um, Memphis is, is really good. We talked about a team earlier. I think the Sixers are really good, but I'm going to go with the heat because again, they're, they're so deep. Jimmy Butler. I love his competitive edge. Tyler, my hero, you know, Tyler hero, Duncan Robinson. They got those two white skinny guys that can shoot threes like no other. Uh, you know, they got bam healthy. 
Uh, Kyle Lowry was had some personal issues to deal with, but he's back now. Um, I think this team is the best team in the East. And although I think the East is tougher than the West this year, which is rare, because um, I look at Miami's good, Milwaukee, defending champion, no slouch, Chicago, Cleveland, Philly, Toronto, Brooklyn, like those are all pretty good teams. I think it's going to be tougher to get to the finals than it will in the West because I think it towards the bottom of the West, it gets a little thin. Uh, and, but I think Miami is all the parts you need a great coach, smart basketball players. They have experience. They added a champion and Kyle Lowry. Um, I like their chances of going on a deep run. Yeah. They've got guys on their bench too, Dougie, who, you know, they only get, 15, 20 minutes a game, but they're effective. And, uh, you know, they had, they score 10, 12 points a night, but just that added depth is really taking the pressure off guys like Butler, like Butler can do his thing. He 15, 20 points, you know, be effective defensively, which he seems to always do. Mm-hmm. And the scoring, you know, without the, the pressure of having to score really has made this team better. And, you know, Bam is just a, a unit. Uh, every, it seems like every night he's just, just putting on a show uh, statistically um you know he's he's a top five center in my opinion but uh that's that's a podcast for another day i think and yeah you know like you said like they they fully deserve to be there because of how well they've played down the stretch and uh i, I would love them to see and make a small adjustment maybe that one one guy to uh kind of get them over the edge yeah i I think it'd be interesting if they do, they usually make a move. Pat Riley is usually proactive. So maybe it is yeah. a Kuzma. Pete, yeah. Uh, yeah. I was going to say Pete, they got, they added PJ Tucker too. Who's not a, like he, he's got experience and he's got bite to his game, which not never a bad thing really when you're talking about uh, teams with scoring threats, you know, you talked about the, the Kevin Durant, the MPs, you get a guy like Tucker who's, I'm not going to do much offensively, but he's, uh, he's a bully when it comes to just locking down guys. Yeah. And he's, he's like a gnat, you know, he's always in your face. He, he, yeah. He, bulldog. He, yeah. He's a, he's a, yeah. He's a pit bull. That's for sure. I, I like him a lot as well. Um, we're almost, we're, we're over an hour into this podcast. We haven't talked about the Lakers, which I take as a badge of honor. Uh, I guess ESPN <laughs> can't go two minutes, but we're better than the mothership and, We'll all just say that for us right now, but sounds good. Let's talk about them for a second here. Not ninth in the West, behind the Clippers. Yeah, who have, who have no, who have no Kawhi. Paul George hasn't played in a month, and they're behind the the Clippers. This team project. I think they're the second favorite to win the title at the start of the year behind the, the Nets, who are. We talked about their disaster so far. So both those Vegas has really hit the nail on the head so far. Maybe they turned around, but Westbrook benched again the other night. He's the turnover machine. He can't shoot. LeBron's still playing great, but he's with an old ass team and he's not a young guy either. Do you see the Lakers turning it around in a big way down the stretch? Are they just a middle of the pack team that will fizzle out early in the postseason? They're kind of like the new Batman movie, Juggy. They're just uh, just spewing with riddles because you just don't know what's going on. <laughs> they've, got, they've got all this talent and nothing to do with it. But no, um, yeah, I, I don't know. You'd think he gets LeBron. He'd be the one calling the shots, making the moves by now. But I, 
he hasn't done anything and we're two days away from the deadline. Is he going to be, you know, is he going to be pulling Kuzma back from Washington? Well, like what, what the hell is he going to do? Um, and what do you or it may be half yeah. <laughs> something LeBron, LeBron goes to Golden State or something, pulls a, yeah, pulls, pulls, pulls one out of his old uh, black book. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I don't, see them doing any better obviously I mean they I think at the most they could maybe catch a seventh six seed if they start to play really well but that's even seems like it could be a stretch because just how competitive the west is um I don't know I the the problem is standing let's say you've already said his name Russell Westbrook you got to get that guy out of there and uh I don't know I don't know how you do it yeah he makes 43 million this year 47 next year Hmm. nobody's taken that contract. No, yeah. they're thinking about trading him for John wall who hasn't played this year. That's how bad <laughs> it was getting in, in Lakerland. But I think if this team really wants to, you want to win Westbrook, you say you wanted to come to LA to win, which I still don't buy. You want to come to be the center of attention. You're back. You're from your hometown. You want to be the spotlight. Okay. Good for you. He needs to come off the bench. Shay. You ask me, I think if he came off the bench, he was the leader of that shot. He could just drive to the rim. He could be the leader of that crew, you know, of the, of the mellow. Yeah. The second unit have all kinds of energy. I think that's the best position he can be in. Do I think he'll, he'd accept that role? Hell no. But if he really wants to win, I think it's something Frank Vogel should really tell him and say, Hey, we need you to do this because Guess what, Frank Vogel? I don't think I need to say this. You know it. You flame out. It doesn't go well in the next couple weeks, at least by the end of this season. You're unemployed. You're going to be looking for another job. And uh, I just don't see this team winning. With, With Davis, LeBron, Westbrook. I mean, Davis, we know Anthony Davis will get hurt down the stretch again because it just happens every year. I feel bad for the guy because he's a great player. But, like, you play the Knicks the other night and you win in overtime, and it's like you won a you, you got the parade ready. I mean, you beat the sorry Knicks, you didn't beat Golden State. So, I, I would experiment with him coming off the bench. I think that's the best way this team can win, but I doubt he accepts that assignment this late into the season. Yeah, his ego would just kind of flame that out. I think it it would almost take LeBron kind of, you know, talking to him saying, hey, listen, like we got to switch it up here because it's not working and we got to give different guys opportunities and you got to take a step down. Um, but yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I think it's a, it's a great thought, but at the same time, you'd have to get everyone on board, which I just don't think you could do. Um, yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's just a... That stat sheet stuffer. He's uh, yeah. he's frustrating, frustrating guy to play with, and I'm, I'm sure it's probably wearing on LeBron too. Thinking, God, I, I had to try to get this guy here. Now I'm just made my team ten times worse. I'm sure Durant's sitting there saying, LeBron, you were so cocky that you said, okay, Durant can't win with this guy, but I can. I can turn around. I can fix him. And now yeah. look, they are a complete disaster. I'm sure he's sitting there laughing a little bit, saying, I, t- I told you there, big boy. Uh, but maybe that's a 30 for 30 when their careers are over and we hear about the the tales of Westbrook and Durant back in Oklahoma city, but trade deadline in two days, lots happening in the NBA, which is great to see. I expect to see some more moves 
we'll see what happens with your Celtics. I think the Raptors will be open. We mentioned Utah. We'll see what some of these uh, teams at the bottom end of the standings do uh, as, as we move forward. Um, your Leafs get a big win last night, uh, beat the Hurricanes. Good game. I uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought both teams are, are extremely good. Um, how scared were you when you saw uh, Austin Matthews run into a, run into a knee uh, like uh, Tavares did in the playoffs? Yeah, that's the first thing I thought of, too. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, I, was, I was a little worried. We'll see what the result is after he gets tested and uh, hopefully cleared. But, yeah, no, it, it's it'll, it'll be fine. He's a tough guy. Really? Um, it was, it, you're right, though. Thoroughly good game. Nice to see Mitch Marner. Like, you know, a lot of garbage goals, but goals oh, are yeah. still goals. And I think you'll agree. Yeah, I scored my fair share of them. Uh, but they all count. Doesn't matter how they go in. Uh, but yeah, two really great teams. I thought Morazic played well last night. I thought Freddie Anderson played very well. Oh, he's phenomenal for Carolina. I mean, he's he's having a great season. Uh, my guy Slavin didn't have his greatest game, which I'm disappointed in him. But um, I have I have to ask you because you're a okay. Leafs fan, and I poke fun at this player, and I, I like the guy, but. That first goal, Jordan Stahl looked like the big brother. It looked like you picking on Connor. You know, he was like dragging him around, you know, like on the wrestling mats, you know, just, just toss him around like a, like a brag doll. And he hasn't exactly been a, been great over the last month. It's, it's been a, it's been a good chunk of change here for Tavares where he has been playing that well. Are you a little worried about him as we move forward here? Yeah, well, I, I would be less worried if we were paying him like a reasonable like eight and nine mil, but right, when you right. uh, get up to those double double digits, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what's been up with him. It seems like Neilander's been kind of carrying that line for what seems like most of the season. Tavares just kind of, you know, gets his tip ins, gets his five foot in front of the net goals, but yeah. A little bit. I, I would say that it's been a slow progress. He looks slower, I find, uh, than he than he has in the past. And yeah, just just not as sharp. And some of his defensive things that he did really well when he was younger, those those uh, aspects of his game have kind of started to swander. So I'm not sure what's going to happen with him. Uh, obviously, obviously, right now he's he's still a key piece to the team. But you're thinking about a few years from now, does he get even slower? Like I mean, he's only. What, 30 31 right now maybe not even by 34 is he like kind of at hl speed i don't know see thomas vanek <laughs> maybe yeah. <laughs> yeah nice hands though yeah yeah good good real good finish real good finish at the net but um no uh great show tonight uh what do you have on the go uh the rest busy week at work or what's on the go for you yeah yeah i'll be i'll be deep into the books as they say but uh no it'll be it'll be fun and uh shout out to my grandmother turns turns 70 uh next week so i'll have a little 70 birthday bash for her but uh other than that not not a ton just uh keep plugging away what about you my friend yeah um super bowl week so as you know, it's exciting and also a very sad week for me. Yeah. Uh, it's. Uh, how, how are you holding up knowing that's all coming to an end? You know, it, it's so bittersweet because it's, it's the big game. But Sunday night about 11 o'clock, it's going to be just complete sadness because I'll be happy for whoever wins. Great content, Monday's show, which I always love. I root for content, not for teams. 
Uh, so I hope there's drama and full of content. But it's also like, uh, there's no football till July, you know, preseason. There's no, it's tough. It's tough, but I'll get through it. Uh, I, I saw a good piece. I saw this today and I'm really, I, I want this to happen. Uh, one of my favorites, Lewis Riddick, he works for ESPN. He does Monday Night Football. And I think he's interviewed for jobs as a GM before. And I think he's extremely smart. I think he's one of the best ESPN has to offer. I, I think they'd miss him. He's interviewing for the Pittsburgh Steelers GM job today. And wow. I would love to see him get that job, him work with Mike Tomlin. They've talked about how they really respect one another. So I'm rooting. I'm hoping, which I never, I'm, I hope Lewis Riddick can get this job. I think it would be great. I, I don't know how he hasn't gotten a job yet. It's kind of like Eric Bieniemy in Kansas city, but I hope Lewis Riddick can get that general manager's job because I think he deserves it. And I think he's just a, a great football mind. So I, I'm going to wish him all the best. Fresh new look on the black, uh, the black, gold, and uh, white. No, it'd be, it'd be yeah. good, good to have some new blood in there. So have, we'll call it the post Ben, uh, yeah. you know, air going going forward. Yeah, I mean, if it's Lewis Riddick, I doubt it'll be porn star Jimmy uh, as the quarterback <laughs> next year. I mean, he'll be somewhere. Not a fan. I, don't, I don't think it'll be uh, him if he's there. But uh, well, yeah, uh, you said next is is your grandmother's party this coming weekend. Uh, yeah, 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 it is. Okay, well, tell her I said happy birthday. Uh, I haven't seen yeah. her in a bit, but she'll, I'm sure she'll remember me from the uh, apartment 49 days, so. Yeah. Is this Audrey? Or... No, no, yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's Audrey, no, it's, uh, not Karen. Oh, I thought it was Karen. Not who you're, that's who you're talking about. <laughs> uh, Audrey, Audrey should know who you are. Yeah, she might know me. Uh, she might want to forget me, but she'll probably still remember me. Um, but no, a great show tonight, man. I know it's a, a late on the fly when it comes to basketball, but we had a good chat and we'll do this again uh, real soon. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny to compare and see what, uh, what actually stirs up in these next couple of days. But, uh, you know, one thing you can count on is Boston probably taking a couple more losses this year, but no, good, good talking to you and take care. Yeah. Uh, have a good one, everybody. Uh, stay healthy as always. This is to the point.